Support for MPB comes from the Mississippi Museum of Art in Jackson. What Became of Dr. Smith by artist Noah Satterstrom is on view now through September 22, 2024. Learn more at msmuseumart.org. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. Welcome to the Mississippi Arts Hour on MPB Think Radio, where each week we talk to a different creative Mississippian. I'm your host, Leslie Barker, Arts-Based Community Development Director at the Mississippi Arts Commission. And today, I'm speaking with visual artist and our new Special Initiatives Director at the Mississippi Arts Commission, Victoria Meek. Victoria, thanks so much for being here. I'm so happy to be here. We're so happy to have you at MAC and to have you here for this interview. And I have loved getting to work with you. And and this is a chance for for me to get to know you better and for our listeners and our grantees to get to know you better. So let's just, you know, let's let's start at the beginning. Well, let's start with talking about your art a little bit. Tell us, tell us how you identify as an artist. What are, what, you know, what does that mean to you? So I, I definitely identify as a visual artist. And I think the way the way I think about my practice is in terms of a practice, something that I maintain, something that is constantly growing, something that needs to be nurtured. And um, I mostly work in drawing. I mostly draw and paint. So I, I work in ink. I work in oil paints. I work with graphite pencils, color pencils. So um, yeah, and I work a lot from observation, so I, I like to, you know, look at things and sort of create something on paper canvas that kind of looks like what I'm looking at, so. So let's talk about how what you're looking at and where you are, you know, kind of affects what you do from the beginning. So you grew up in Mississippi. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I, um, I grew up in Meridian. Uh, my parents are both in the military and ended up at the uh, Navy base there. So that was when I was two. Um, and yeah, I, um, it was, you know, sometimes I hear other artists' lives and, you know, they grow up in these like very creative families where, you know, that someone's a, some relative is a painter and, you know, someone else, you know, puts some brush in their hand at some early age. Um, and, you know, my, my parents are creative people. Are they artists? know they do lots of incredible things and took us to museums a lot of the time and I think that's where I um I kind of wanted I got more interested in in art and uh yeah growing up in Mississippi I feel is a different experience for me than people that are from here with like family from here and like you know you spend holidays going up to north Mississippi like for the weekend or whatever and that really wasn't my experience so um growing up here you know I, it was, it was a fine experience, but it it took coming back in 2017 for me to like really fall in love with this state. Uh, Like one of my favorite examples is like, I used to hate pine trees. Like I used to, I used to think they were the most unattractive uh, tree and they were everywhere. But when I came back and I had like developed as an artist, I developed this eye that just saw my entire world in terms of like patches of color, you know, patches of value lines. And so whenever I got back to Mississippi, I realized how much I love pine trees because like they're this perfect contrast of like fuzzy edges next to all these straight lines. And Mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah, so um, my relationship to being here has definitely changed since when I was younger um, to now. I had a really similar experience. You know, I, I went away for a while and, you know, I always thought of Mississippi as this place you want to leave, you know, and, and I uh, went away for a while and was like, oh, wait, it's home. And there's all these, you know, beautiful things about it that I didn't notice when I was there. So, so when you, when you came back and you saw the pine trees differently, did you do um, a series of paintings on them or drawings? How did that influence your work directly? Well, um, Pine trees specifically, I mean, I've definitely sat out at the lookout at the reservoir off the Natchez Trace and uh, I've, I've worked there a few times. Um, and, and yeah, it's just, it's sort of, I don't know, it just shows up, it shows up. And I actually do, I don't know, I have this fascination with, with trees and drawing them. They just have so much... Um, variety in them um so it's just i don't know I, I feel like what i make changes with where i am and because we're like in this very lands this beautiful landscape there's flowers here all the time and there's there's great trees there's great views all over the state um i i think that just sort of like shows up and i don't realize it until afterward where i'm like looking at all these you know, drawings and paintings, and I'm like, what do I, what do I do? And I'm like, oh, I do this. This is what I do. Um, so it takes a little distance for me to realize what I am even doing. And I have to go back. My family was really, my parents, every Christmas, art supplies. So, yeah, I, I have to take that statement back a little bit. So. You have, do you have a memory of your first, you know, paints or crayons or you have like a, a memory of a first gift that that kind of launched it all well it was an easel I got an easel a big easel one time like one of those big plastic easels so yeah and that that started the the beginning of the the art for you that's awesome uh do you have a memory you mentioned going to museums when you were younger do you have um do you have any memories of maybe a first painting or image or anything that that stuck out to you from an early age um I feel like the early so thinking about the early age so I, I grew up in I grew up in Meridian and during the summer um I would do these like art camps and we would go to the second floor of the Meridian Museum of Art and you know we would make art in this room but I just remember seeing things like hung on the wall and just feeling like this was like a very special place. And they also have this like really fantastic mobile. I don't know if it's still there, but as I was growing up, like there, there used to be this like mobile that hung from like the second floor and you could see it from the first floor. And it just, I don't know, that, that place felt really special. And I don't know, I love the building. I love the way it smelled. I loved how people's attitudes and, and, you know, they, you just kind of hacked a little, different um whenever you get in a museum you know that can be a negative thing but you know it's just it's also kind of like I don't want to say sacred but it's 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 a special place mm -hmm. like you you feel like you're in a special place when you're in a building dedicated to art I love that I want to I want to dive into that a little more but I want to say for our listeners 
If you're just joining us, I'm Leslie Barker with the Mississippi Arts Commission. And today I'm talking with my new co-worker. Well, she's been with us for a little while, but new in her uh, position of Special Initiatives Director at MAC, Victoria Meek. And we're talking about her as an artist, and we're going to talk about her work at MAC as well. And I think what you were just talking about with museums is so relevant to, to what we do at MAC. And, and, you know, you're talking about a, a specific experience. You had a Meridian in a museum, but... Um, I would love to dive a little bit more into what it means when you walk into a museum. Like, what is that world for you? Oh, man. Well, the, that world, when I was growing up, um, I used to think that it was only for special people. I remember I was at the New Orleans mm -hmm. Museum of Art as a kid and just, like, seeing one of those, you know, only authorized people can go through. Just, like, seeing that door close and just seeing mm -hmm. someone, like, a glimpse of someone, and I was like only special people get to work here and as I kind of expose myself to um, positions in museums that was completely demystified like that is not the truth like if you want to work in a museum um, you can go after it and you can be there and you know being in being in a museum now for me is is it's it's a way to like refresh my mind. It's a way to reset. It's a way to like learn about other things. It's a it's a way to like I love seeing quilts in museums. I just mm -hmm. I love quilt shows. I love I love art shows uh, with like, you know, painting, sculpture, etc. Um, and I love shows where it's like high school art, like the scholastic art show um, mm -hmm. at the Mississippi Museum of Art is always really fantastic. And so I I think being in those spaces is, uh, you know, not everyone is comfortable in them, but I think museums are trying to be better about that because mm -hmm. they really can be, and I love when they are, like anchors of the community. Mm. You know, I, th this is, is very near and dear to my heart to talk about this because as a theater artist, you know, I think often people feel separated from theaters and that they're a space that is, is formal or stuffy or not for everyone. And, you know, but, but for me, like you, it is a sacred space. And I love hearing artists talk about what spaces are sacred for them. So just for fun, let's talk about if, if there was someone who had never been to a museum, who maybe didn't think it was a place for them, what would your, what would Victoria Meeks, like, very first museum tour, like, where would you take someone and what's the first thing you would take them to look at? Oh my gosh. So I guess I'd have, we'd, have, <laughs> we'd have to figure out where we were. Um, Anywhere you want to be. We can be in New Orleans. You mentioned New Orleans if you want to be there. Yeah, I hadn't, I haven't been there in a while, but okay. So New Orleans, we'll go with that. Ooh, okay. I know where we'd go. Mm -hmm. If we were at the New Orleans Museum of Art, we would go to the decorative arts uh, section. Um, so that's like, you know, designed uh tables chairs housewares you know mm -hmm. stained glass lamps things like that um you know decorative arts and so they have this really fantastic wall of these plates um they're ceramic plates they're italian plates i don't know they might be like 300 years old but they're these great um scenes of like fish squirming around and like eels and like there's like a snake biting a turtle and like they're all just like crowded on these plates and the New Orleans Museum of Art has an entire wall 
of of these plates and I love them so much and I feel like you know they're they're pretty goofy um some people might hate that I just call them goofy but like they're wild and I feel like you know it it looking at a wall of those you know that would be it's just like who thought of that like how did they think of that like what problem does that solve I mean it's just purely a visual problem that has been solved clearly but I don't know I I also like that would be a great place to you know just spend some time and looking at looking at lamps and plates and and you know those things we live with a lot of time and you know there was a, a time when um, people used to spend a lot more time designing them and you know there are still people that spend a lot of time designing them, like potters in Mississippi like you can go um, you know to different potters and and get these very special unique plates bowls things and you know you live with those things and it's a very different experience to live with a finely made um, you know piece of piece of, like piece of craft I guess though so, anyways yeah we really do have a lot of amazing, you know, potters in Mississippi that, that we're really known for. This is Leslie Barker. Thanks for listening to the podcast version of the Mississippi Arts Hour. The show airs on MPB Think Radio every Sunday afternoon at 5. To access all of our past shows, subscribe to the Mississippi Arts Hour podcast using your favorite podcasting app. Join us each week for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We have an IT expert, a computer repair ace, and we troubleshoot your problems on the phones as well. Everyday Tech, Wednesdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Download the podcast now or listen on YouTube on the MPB Think Radio channel. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to the Mississippi Arts Hour on MPB Think Radio. I'm Leslie Barker, Arts-Based Community Development Director at the Mississippi Arts Commission. And today I'm talking with visual artist Victoria Meek. And right before the break, if you were with us, we were talking about uh, Victoria Vice growing up in Meridian and uh, some of her favorite places to go to see art. And, uh, and she mentioned, and we're going to talk about this a little more, that leaving Mississippi made her see it differently. So Victoria, let's talk about where you went. When you left when you left Mississippi, where did it take you? Yeah, so um, so I graduated from Southern Miss and the day I graduated, I moved to New Orleans, um, not really knowing what I was gonna do there. Um, and ended up at a working at a gelato shop and on Magazine mm-hmm. Street and interning two days a week at the New Orleans Museum of Art. Um, and I was there a little over a year, um, and about my midpoint there, my mom, who, uh, who retired from the Mississippi Air National Guard, uh, she had education benefits, and they were post-9-11 GI Bill benefits, and she was like, you need to use these now, mm-hmm. because you will age out of these benefits. I was like, okay, what do I want to do in my life? And I'd been interning at the Lauren Rogers Museum of Art when I was in school in Hattiesburg, and I was like, These, this museum thing seems to be working out, and I love museums. I wonder if there are any programs where you can, like, study museums. And uh, I found a few schools, and um, I ended up at uh, NYU 
So I ended up in New York City and uh, did not know I would be in New York City a year before I was there. Um, and so I, I stuck around there for a little under five years. And so I went to school there and I worked at a, a few museums and an art gallery. And I just realized through all those experiences that I was not only really fortunate, but, you know, I was I was gaining all these different experiences. I was like, this is my this is my career. Um, so, yeah, that's where I was before I, I moved back to Mississippi. Well, what a place to take in museums in New York, huh? Mm -hmm. Did you, yeah. so, so tell us about some of your favorites, some of your favorite things that you saw or that you, just a place you like to go regularly or many places you like to go regularly. Oh, wow. I, I loved, well, I, I don't, I think some people, when they live in a place, they're like, oh, I regret I didn't go to these things. Or and I went to museums all the time because I had a feeling I wasn't going to stick around there, you know, long term. Um, but I loved going to the Met, the Metropolitan Museum of Art, that huge place. And I loved sitting and sketching um, lots of like sculpture, like lots of uh, like Greek and Roman marble sculptures I would tend to sit in front of and, and sketch. Um, and I don't know, I just loved going, uh, you know, spending a, a Saturday or Sunday going into art galleries. Um, when I was working in an art gallery, I, you know, I was a little more clued into that world. And so I just made it a priority to, to see as much art as I possibly could. Um, so yeah. And the, the Whitney Museum of American Art was another museum that I really, really loved. Um, and I got to work there. I got to intern and work there. Um, and they have this, you know, really fantastic new building, but their old building was really, was really, really cool. And I used to go there a lot and stop in this perfume shop on the way. And it was kind of like a ritual, stop in the perfume shop, spray myself with the expensive perfume, go to the Whitney. Don't wash <laughs> my sweater for like two weeks because I just wanted to smell great. Um, so yeah, those are museums. It was it was all about art. Oh, I love that. I love those kind of rituals too. You mentioned you mentioned earlier in our first segment. You talked about how you are an observational artist, and that what you see ends up in in what you're creating. So how did you know what did that look like uh, visually on the paper on the canvas from from Mississippi, you know, whether it's the Meridian, Hattiesburg, to New Orleans, to uh, New York, what did that journey look like through your art? It was, um, looking back, it was, it's just so funny how, you know, it, so my, my college paintings, they were like landscapes, really abstracted landscapes, lots of, you know, it looks like a field, it looks like a pasture, this looks like a lake, is that a cow, that, you know, it's just, really abstracted but really that kind of landscape and so whenever I got to New York my landscape wasn't these like vast views of open land it was like people it was buildings it was like stuff it was trash and so the work that I was making I, there are paintings of trash there are paintings of people just sort of like surrounded by their stuff and um yeah, it, and coming back to Mississippi, um, you know, I've gone back to 
the natural world, but it's not like big open views and vistas. It's like close-ups of flowers, close-ups of plants. And like during the pandemic, I've gotten into like close-ups of my food scraps. I mean, so, cause mm-hmm. you know, food scraps, lots of leaves, lots of, mostly like vegetables and stuff, but lots of leaves and great texture. And you know, what's great about art is you can make the color up. So uh, yeah, I give myself a lot of freedom there. So it's been it's been really funny to see how my surroundings are reflected in the stuff I make. You know, it's really interesting because I know recently you mentioned reading Twilight Tharp's new book. Was that didn't you mention that? Mm-hmm. And you've also read the Creative Habit. Haven't uh-huh. you? Did, have you read that one? So she talks about. It's been a while since I've read it, but she talks about artists, the view they have of their work, whether they're looking at something through like a faraway lens or like a really close-up lens or kind of a medium view. And, you know, talking about you looking at things really close up right now, like your food scraps or the, clo- you know, not a landscape, but a, a single flower. Do you think that um, being in quarantine has affected that close-up view? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it has to because, yeah, Um you know, when we were all having to be inside a lot, you know, I was, what I was painting was on my desk, you know, it's like a foot away from me. And, yeah. um, yeah. And, you know, when I was, and I started working in a garden last spring, uh, with, with in Bellhaven, all these flowers, all these, all these great, great plants. And the way I would sit is just like so close to it. So, I mean, I guess I, I just position myself close to these things. And it's like, when you're in a place like, you know, in a big city, like you and you're and you happen to like draw people or whatever, like there's a distance, you know, you can't mm. be too close. Otherwise, that's like almost it's invasive. I mean, a flower, you can't invade a flower space. So, yeah, I think it but I do think being in quarantine, like definitely, definitely um, kind of encouraged more of like me being very close to this stuff. I mean, I also like live in a small space. So, I mean, yeah, there's so many factors, but that's an interesting angle. Hmm. Well, if you're just tuning in today, I'm talking with Victoria Meek, who is our new special initiatives director at the Mississippi Arts Commission. And we're also talking about her work as a visual artist. Um, so I want to talk a little bit, because okay, so you, you went to New Orleans, you went to New York, and your art shifted with what's around you. And then you came back here. So, I want to hear your story about how and why your journey brought you back to Mississippi. Well, I mean, the big reason why is because New York is too expensive. New York is so expensive and I couldn't, you know, I was making ends meet, um, but that was it. And I didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't worth it for me. Um, And I kept moving farther out from the city. Um, well, I was still like in Manhattan, but like all the way at the top, I felt like I was in the country, but uh, as much as you can in Manhattan. But um, but yeah, I needed to come back because I couldn't I couldn't see myself being able to support myself. Um, and and also having a yard like you have to it's mm-hmm. like you have to have a million dollar place to have a yard that you probably have to share with other people. I mean, so. 
And my family, I'm really, I'm close to my family. Um, I feel so fortunate to have a fantastic family. Um, you know, they're in Meridian, they're in Brandon. And um, I came back because they're really incredible, supportive people. And uh, I feel like when you feel supported, you can take risks. And um, yeah, when I came back, I, I wasn't really, sh- I didn't move back for a job or anything, um, but it needed to happen when it did. And uh, yeah, so um, there's a series of events that brought me to the Arts Commission and um, all those steps along the way were incredible experiences, met some incredible people too. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the Arts Commission. So tell us about what you do at the Arts Commission. So at, at the Arts Commission, um, so I'm the special initiatives director. I'm also the executive assistant, and I also uh, manage the visual arts grants, the mini grants, the, pro- um, the fellowships, and the individual project grants. Great. So how has being at the Arts Commission, which is a place that you know, funds arts and artists, um, has your view about you know, art shifted at all since you've been at the commission? Yes, yes. Um, it's, I feel like a lot of places I've been, it's about like telling artists' story, trying to connect, mm-hmm. you know, at a museum, you're trying to connect the public with an artist's story. Um, at a gallery, you're trying to connect the public with an artist's story, but also to get them to buy the art. Um, but um, here at the commission, it's like we're working with funding artists and supporting them that way um but you know it's we're a government agency this is a new world for me and you know museums are places where you have there are a lot of rules to follow you know they're thinking about the future they're thinking how is this going to be look in a hundred years like we want everything to be uniform it all needs to be accurate you know we are a place scholarship so um that felt familiar here but in terms of um you know, supporting artists with grants and reading grant applications. Um, it's really inspiring. And I get really, really excited because, I mean, artists, I love artists. And I just, I love reading their thoughts. I love the idea of supporting them and making them feel um, like they can they can stay here and, and help and their, and their craft can be supported and because you know, art supplies, if you're in art supplies for anyone, most anyone, they're going to be the lowest priority on your list. And in terms of like what you have to spend your money on. And um, if we can, you know, just connect people with supplies, things that they need to grow. I mean, I just, I love that. You know, I think that's a, I'm really glad you brought that up because if someone's listening to this, and they are an artist, then they're going to need supplies, you know, and especially right now during a really hard financial year, you know, we've seen, we've seen artists struggling more than ever as, as has everyone, but, um, you know, there are options through the Arts Commission that can help you get those things, which are, you know, as important as, as, you know, food and water to survival for an artist in, in many ways, you know. 
So if you, can you talk a little bit about the mini grants? Because you've received one as well, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell, mm-hmm. us, tell us a little bit about mini grants and what you can do with them. Yeah, so I, I did receive one not when I was working here, but, um, no, no, we don't do that, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, but yeah, in my case, I bought, uh, oil paints and canvases and brushes. And so, you know, people can apply, um, to get, so the mini grants are, the funds are to, the funds can be used for things like supplies, but they can also be used, um, for like, if you wanted to go to a conference, if you wanted to go mm-hmm. to a workshop, um, mm-hmm. if you want to, if you've got something going on and you need to market it, you can use these funds to, you know, market your event, market like your show, um, market yourself. Um, whenever it gets into the digital things like websites and stuff, it gets a little, you know, there are a lot, there are certain rules to that, but you know, a big part of my job is talking about what's eligible to people and it, I know it can be confusing. I know it can be overwhelming. And, but I also really enjoy talking to people about like what qualifies, like how, how you can, you know, fill out this application, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so yeah, and they max out at $500. They are reimbursable. Um, they're reimbursement grants. So it's like, you have to buy the supplies first and then you get reimbursed. But, but yeah, um, it helped me out in a great way. It's why I'm oil painting now. I'm 100% sure of it because oil paint is expensive, very expensive. Absolutely. I'm really, really glad you said that because like you mentioned with the museums earlier, sometimes people don't think the world of grants is accessible to them. And we are here to help you with that. This is Leslie Barker. Thanks for listening to the podcast version of the Mississippi Arts Hour. The show airs on MPB Think Radio every Sunday afternoon at 5. To access all of our past shows, subscribe to the Mississippi Arts Hour podcast using your favorite podcasting app. Hi, I'm Ryder Taff, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advisory and co-host of Money Talks. Each week, we take your personal finance questions and tell you about a money topic we hope you find helpful. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to the Mississippi Arts Hour on MPB Think Radio. I'm Leslie Barker from the Mississippi Arts Commission, and today I'm speaking with visual artist and Meridian native Victoria Meek. And if you were with us before the break, or if you weren't, we were talking about Victoria's uh, relatively new position as the Special Initiatives Director at the Arts Commission. Uh, She joined us a while back, but then became full-time recently with that job. And uh, we were also talking about Victoria's journey through uh, living in Meridian, going to Hattiesburg for college, then New Orleans, then New York, and then back to Mississippi. So I'm going to circle back a little bit to that and talk about why should an artist come to or stay in Mississippi? I've heard you have some really great thoughts about this. So tell us what you think about that, Victoria. Why, why 
why be here? Why here? Well, I what I've felt here um, that I haven't felt in other places is, you know, if there's an art thing going on, um, you know, and, and people show up you, over time, like my experiences in Mississippi and in, in Jackson is like you see the same people and you know, over time you become like, you talk more, you're like, hey, what's your name? Like, I see you, oh, I saw you at that other thing. And like, so it's like these relationships kind of progress and grow and you become an acquaintance. Um, you see each other at the grocery store, like you, you maybe you become friends. It's, it's a really fantastic feeling for me to know, like if I go by myself to, to see some music, to see an art show, an art opening, I am like, so I know I'm going to run into someone that I know or someone that I've seen before. And what's really, really great um, here is that, you know, if you go up and start talking to people, they talk back to you. Um, I feel like in the other big cities, like, you know, when whenever I moved to New York, I didn't know anybody. Um, but one of my favorite things to do is to go see music. So I was like, I have to go see music, go see music by myself. And like, you know, it, it just felt like such a more closed off world. And mm. it just, it didn't feel the same. And, you know, there's, you know, you don't see the same faces. And so I think being here, it's, you know, are the arts communities as big as they are in New York or Austin or Nashville? Um, maybe not, but actually if you talk to people in art worlds, in bigger cities they say you know they're still relatively small like art worlds are relatively small wherever you are mm -hmm. and i'd say they're they're pretty small in, in mississippi but there's so many people that love art and they love musicians and because like that's what our city is about like what's that i mean not our city but our state our state is mm -hmm. is known for its artists writers etc um musicians and so so I just, it just feels like relationships grow here and there's so much potential here and renting spaces here. You know, if you mm -hmm. want to rent a warehouse space, like in a big city, like in New York, like a thousand dollars, and this isn't even a place you can live in. And so I, I was renting uh, some garage space from a friend, uh, super, super, super cheap. And like, I can't do that anywhere else because you know a lot of people are seeing places like that through the through the lens of like oh i'm going to develop this and turn it into something and people are going to pay me really lots of like lots of money um like that that can't happen here so there's just lots of potential to not only like connect with people um and connect with fellow artists but also if you need space to to create uh, you you might not be you know, you might not find like an artist studio, but you might you can probably find a place where where you can you can throw paint around or do whatever you need. Um, I personally work out of out of my home, but um, but yeah, and I don't know. It's just like a really uh, fascinating fascinating place to me. There's so much honesty everywhere um just in the way mm -hmm. people you know decorate their houses like you know just from like the outside their yards or like their stores or just like the signs they make at a at a i don't know a gas station and 
I feel like because I don't have a lot of family here because I didn't grow up like going all over the state, I feel like I still have that like sense of fascination. Like things are still like very new to me. So an artist coming here, I mean, that that still hasn't gone away. Um, I'm still like blown away blown away by this place like wherever I go mm. there's something incredibly like mysteriously creative here you know I, I grew up in in Clinton here and then lived in Jackson and then I moved to Memphis for a long time and then just came back right before quarantine and I always say that like I feel like because Memphis is also very creative I always feel like in Memphis the creativity comes from the water and in Mississippi and in Mississippi it's like it comes from the soil. It's like this like from the earth, it's like it just like creeps up and there's this creativity everywhere, you know. And we have such a such an interesting, you know, difficult, beautiful, interesting history. Um, and you reference, you know, kind of how the creativity is everywhere here. If somebody was going to come here, I'm, I'm going to do another, like, you know, Victoria's tour of question. <laughs> if somebody was going to come to Mississippi and they've never been here, you know, had, like, only preconceived notions like people do about our state, what art places, whether it's museums or, like, concert venues or, you know, uh, people's historical homes that, you know, we have to, to visit, like, what would Victoria's like Mississippi art tour have to include? Oh wow! Well, mm-hmm. for sure, the Lauren Rogers Museum of Art in Laurel. Um, that place is such a treasure, and it's, and you know, Laurel is like having this like boom, you know, of mm-hmm. lots of things are happening there. But uh, that place is just such a. It's like it's just this like little treasure in 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 the kind of like in this sort of like small town, and you know there's Mississippi artists. There's also um, you know they have exhibitions from other places too, but it just it's really an in- incredible incredible building collection. Um, lots of really great Native American baskets too, mm-hmm. um, and where else would we go? We would, we would, uh, we definitely go down to the coast. Um, Walter Anderson Museum is always really, really fantastic to go to. And I think in between, and I mean, we could, we could go all over the place. I think the Max and Meridian is really, really neat. Um, but I'm just thinking about the roads and like the interstates and the highways in between. And I feel like that would be uh just like i'm just going into gas stations not to bring up gas stations again but like (laughs) those places and like the conversations that you hear like in the parking lot and 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 you know Mm -hmm. whenever you like you're like oh where are we gonna eat like you know just figuring that out like i feel like those are kind of like where my favorite experiences kind Mm -hmm. of like happen just sort of like in the in-between parts um yeah, there's still places that I really want to go. I, I really want to go um, to McCarty Pottery very bad. I, I've never been up there. I haven't really spent much time in the Delta. So, um, yeah. Mm. Yeah, every region has its its own flavor. You know, it's so interesting. Um, and that's one thing that I love 
about the Arts Commission, I'm sure you do as well, is uh, it kind of opens the doors to realizing just how rich each area is culturally with its history, with its art, with its culture, with its gas stations, like you said. I mean, you know, you can't, I mean, I love that that's come up because, um, you know, there there might be really famous local cuisine sold at, this, at, at a gas station, you know, I mean, you never know mm-hmm. what's going to be. You never know what's going to happen. So I love that. Um, I, I think that I think that we might need to do a, a gas station tour. But um, <laughs> but I also want to um, talk a little bit to you with you about quarantine itself. We mentioned it a little bit earlier, but I am so it's just, it's been such a again like talk about like something that you know some beauty has come from something beautiful. I've heard so many artists talk about how their art has either shifted in quarantine or how it's like kind of saved them during quarantine. But how, what has your art been for you during this strange, strange time? Oh, 100% an anchor. What's so great about working from observation, my mind isn't, all my mind is focused on is, is what I'm looking at and what I'm making. Sure, like different ideas come back. Like you know, I'm thinking about like my day. I'm thinking about my schedule, whatever. But uh, but yeah, I mean, so it was it was just really something that I like sunk into, and I feel like my goal has always not always, but my goal has been to work for like an hour a day, daily, mm-hmm. every day, make something, draw something, paint something, and so I really feel like. I honed in on that and um you know it was something to look forward to like the next day and I feel like I feel like I I don't know what I would have done if I had to spend so much time inside and not have had something like Mm -hmm. painting and I mean that's not unique to me like I know a lot of people had that experience where they got into like new crafts or like revived old like hobbies and practices and things like that but um yeah the, my art practice during the pandemic is was critical was, i'm so glad i had it you know it's such an interesting thing um because you know in in our society we have Things are constantly being created that we can, you know, watch and listen to through, you know, television and and social media and all kinds of things. And so, like, we are still in this kind of phase of of this strange, like, quarantine life that hopefully we're we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. But, you know, if you watch, you know, television shows, they're dealing, the people on, in these fictional stories are dealing with quarantine. And so we're kind of like, kind of in this time where we're already observing some art and stories that are based on the time that we're living through right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm really interested in when we're a little bit removed from quarantine and from, you know, this time of COVID, like what's it get, what is all the art going to look like? I think it's going to be very specific. You know, I think that it's going to have its definite, you know, flavor like all you know interesting or like any like you know big times in history have had what do you what do you think about that oh yeah I mean I'm yes I mean 
it's there's we're gonna see patterns we're gonna see like people doing similar things like so in my experience like during the pandemic I went through a phase of like painting bananas and Mm -hmm. I was like what okay this is new um but like on Instagram like I saw like other people like every once in a while posting like a banana painting one artist like posted a picture of like this gigantic pile of banana peels along with like some banana art I was like what am I part of? <laughs> like, what is happening? What waves in time am I like riding? But uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be, you know, only only time will tell. Um, we'll have to have a little bit of distance to like be able to like look back at all the stuff that's made. And I can't wait until, you know, the art shows happen until like people are able to perform the things they've been doing in front of a camera, like in real life um, in front of people. I think it's, you know, and I I hope a lot of people realize that they are artists over the pandemic, mm-hmm. realize that, you know, they like to, to like, do something creative. And, you know, as long as, like, as long as they practice it and maintain it, um, you know, they're an artist in that craft. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about the, uh, I guess, the post-pandemic art world. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, we've been, you know, we've been communicating through, you know, screens so much. I mean, it's become um, its own uh, medium in a way. Uh, Zoom, Zoom theater, Zoom, you know, art shows, all of this. It's going to be so um, celebratory and freeing when we're all, you know, doing those, those things together for sure. And I think we're we're all looking forward to it. And and I also I wanted to just mention for a second. I love that you brought back the um the you mentioned early that you practice. Are you see art as a practice, and that this time has even like strengthened that for you. So I I really can't wait to see how many people that's true for. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. So where where can people go to see your art? They want to see some Victoria Meek art. Where do they go? Well, right now, Instagram. I um, believe it's uh, VR Meek. Um, but if you type in Victoria Meek, uh, a little uh, a little girl in a in a clown costume will probably come up, and that is that's my Instagram page. This is Leslie Barker. Thanks for listening to the podcast version of the Mississippi Arts Hour. The show airs on MPB Think Radio every Sunday afternoon at 5. To access all of our past shows, subscribe to the Mississippi Arts Hour podcast using your favorite podcasting app. Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, Professor of Internal Medicine and Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app.